There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome to our weekly WCN-TV broadcast. I'm your host, Rob Pugh, at least for today. Mike Heath will be back in the, in the uh, hot seat next week for you. We come to you live every Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Time, and you can always watch our uh, program at our TV website, which is wcntv.net. Also, we are on Rumble. Um, you can download the Rumble app or go to rumble.com. And if you would, it would really help us out if you would subscribe to our page. Just search for WCN-TV at rumble.com. You can also join in and be part of the show when you're watching live by clicking on Join the Studio Audience. We invite you to do that because then you can ask questions of our guests, make comments, and share your insights on our live show. WCN-TV is an outreach and extension of our main ministry, which is Wisconsin Christian News. We are a 48-page Christian newspaper, now distributed internationally, so it's not just for Wisconsin anymore. So um, you'll also discover that we are not uh, your typical Christian newspaper filled with poetry and recipes. So uh, some delightful surprises there for you. And, you know, the information that we have in Wisconsin Christian News and on this program is more vital than it's ever been. So I encourage you to check out the newspaper, share the TV program. You can find out more and subscribe to the printed paper or get an online membership at our website, wisconsinchristiannews.com. Well, we have a great guest lined up for you today, Mark Sutherland. He's an investigator, researcher, and a film producer in England. And he will be joining us live from the UK in just a few minutes. First, however, I would like to make you aware of some things that you probably don't know a whole lot about from the mainstream media. First of all, the Derek Chauvin trial has begun uh, a couple days ago. If you haven't heard, it's underway right now. I have no idea how long this is going to take, but um, probably will be over in the next couple of weeks or so. And there's no doubt that no matter what the outcome is, there will be massive rioting in the streets when the jury hands down their decision. So you should prepare for that. This is gonna be rioting that's gonna make last year look like a walk in the park because now the trained Marxists in America have full control 
from the federal government on down. And I would assume that Black Lives Matter and other subversive groups are already preparing and organizing massive attacks simultaneously in probably 35 to 40 cities across the country. So things are going to be getting very hot here in the next couple of weeks. Undoubtedly, this coming violence will be used by the government to further push not just for gun control, but gun confiscation, because the carnage will be so bad this time, people are going to be willingly going along with it. So watch for that to happen also. As they say, never let a good crisis go to waste. Also, something you may not be aware of, vaccine passports have now started in New York State. Uh, the Excelsior Pass app, which launched just last Friday, shares vaccination and negative test results with art and entertainment venues and businesses, including major stadiums and arenas, wedding receptions, and catered events above the social gather gathering limit. They use a QR code that these places scan. This is the first time something like this has been used in the U.S., the state will ask for your name, date of birth, zip code, and the date of your last vaccine, the type, and the last negative test you had. Once you download this app, a QR code will pop up and give your information. The app is linked to testing data from a number of pre-approved testing companies. So venues and businesses then can, can then scan your QR code when the, before they allow you to enter. You'll also be asked to show a photo ID, which I find interesting because obviously you don't need a photo ID of any kind to vote. Uh, you're gonna have to show your birthday along with your uh, COVID uh, vaccine passport. This is happening now in New York State, but you still have to wear a mask. Once you enter, you'll still be asked to follow health guidelines, including social distancing, face coverings, and hand washing sanitation procedures, this all just allows you to get into the venue and then we're still back to square one. Well, Mark has been patiently waiting. I know he's had a, uh, a pretty rough day over there and he's eight, uh, six hours ahead of us. So let's, let's uh, bring him right in because Mark, I wanna know what you think about all these things. How are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm, I'm uh, feeling a bit better now I'm able to uh talk to you and chill out and know that you've given me a little bit of a platform to actually vent and to actually express how I do feel. And you wonderfully have just touched on what we are all facing across the world. The fact that Cuomo in New York, you know, the man that actually needs to be arrested, needs to be spoken to about the, uh, you know, the nursing homes and all that c catastrophe, et cetera, that he has then led. The fact that we are now facing vaccine passport discussion in New York, I have very, very close friends there. The fact that that discussion is going on in Israel, they've been pushing that. And the fact that we in our own parliament, that has also been under, under debate because we see the fact that we have unelected representatives over here called people like Tony Blair, that are a previous prime minister of ours from 1997 to uh, 2007, who is now advising the Johnson government, has been advising 
them in that regard. We also have another advisor, which is Mark Carney, in regard to economics. Mark Carney used to be head of the Canadian Central Bank and all this. All of these people are in the background, pulling the strings, manipulating to create this one world global government, because this is where they all want to go. In. So you and I, the fact that we are having a discussion about that our fellow countrymen on your side of the pond and on our side of the pond, and when I use the word countrymen, let's just say I'm talking about the whole of humanity, because in this transgender, completely upside, stupid world, we are now having a council culture just because of the fact that we believe in history, we believe in where we've come from as a nation and all the rest on both sides of the pond. And we have these Marxists that want to rewrite that. What do I think? What I think is, is you sent me an email today that maybe I won't fully touch on, but it sends me into an apoplectic fit over the fact that on this side of the pond, we have a vast majority of the mainstream church that has swallowed all this in regard to the vaccines and this pandemic, does not even face events like event 201, will not ex face the World Economic Forum, will not actually respect the fact that people like Klaus Schwab actually exist. They wrote the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and all this kind of thing. They won't do that because more importantly, Rob, they won't get out their Bible. They won't read it. They won't understand that biblical prophecy as well is a reality and things are unfolding. I don't call myself a clever theologian, but I'll read the book. And there's the book of Daniel and all the rest. People do not want to touch that because all they want to do over here is carry on singing their Hillsong songs and their Bethel songs and all this kind of thing with no depth whatsoever. And that they have actually swallowed this whole thing of vaccines. They will not look at the whole thing of the history of uh, disease. They will not look at Pasteur. They will not look at what Beauchamp has said. They will not look at people that we know. They will not listen to Carrie uh, Maddie. They will not listen to Sherry Tempany. They will not listen to Dr. Graves or Dolores Carhill or Dr. Bukati or Bakrati and Corbett, David Corbett and other, or David Kaufman rather, and other experts that have been going on about this. And the reason why your nation is so, so important in regard to the freedom, historical freedom that is represented the fact that in 1787, in September, that piece of paper that stands in the way of global tyranny, the Constitution of the United States, has never been so under attack because it looks like they have nearly achieved the worldwide coup in a way that we would never have imagined that they would have done. Mark, what do you think is the incentive for all these government leaders across the world to give up their national sovereignty, um, what what do you think it is that the uh, the globalist elites are are promising them that they're gonna? How are they gonna benefit by by caving in, giving giving away their countries uh, over to globalists? That's a very very good question. They have no right to do that on your behalf or my behalf. They have no right. But then again, we're looking at Agenda Twenty One, Agenda Agenda Thirty pushing humanity off the land into high-rise blocks and all this, what are they game? The fact that people mock us when we've said, if we look at um, a website, I think it's Deagle website, is it, where it talks about the population of various countries, 
and it seems that you know maybe the us has a population of legal immigrants legal members of its society of 330 million and how come that uh, population maybe dropped down to 170 180 million where have all these people gone same over here we have a population of 68 69 million suddenly it seems there's a projected it goes down to 15 million why is that what are they getting out of it all i can say is they're either a bunch of luciferian satanists at the top they're all bribed people have huge things against them otherwise they couldn't get to the top what do they get out of it all i can say is it, it's it's power rob it's power and it's control that's all i can that's all i can come up with they believe in this one world government i mean bill jasper in 1992 wrote a book called step by step to global tyranny he's the editor of the new american he would they've been talking about that since 1992 you as a nation have you've been talking about that if we go back to the first world war league of nations we then then they you know under roosevelt i think then creating the the um the united nations 1945 what are they getting out of it i just feel it's power and it's power and control rob that is what i feel yeah i i i gotta confess i i don't get it um power and control they, of course they love that but they're giving their power and control over to the un and, and the globalist elites and um and they're selling out their own countries so um, I, I, other than a, uh, a seriously demonic, uh, scheme, yes. I, I don't understand what, what, how this could possibly be going on, but I think that is, you've, you've just touched on it. That is what we're facing. We're facing the biggest rise of evil. We're facing the biggest spiritual battle of our lifetime ever. That that's the truth of it. Hell has unleashed whether portals, I'm deliberately saying these things, whether portals have been opened in CERN, which doesn't exactly help. The fact that uh, I think uh, Tom and, and uh, Nier or Rita, I've forgotten his wife's uh, first name, uh, Horn wrote a book 10 years ago where they talk about these issues in regard to vaccines and all the rest. We're talking about transhumanism. They, this is about wiping God to me off the face of the earth. They, they will make God in their own in their own image and the persecution of Christianity lay out like no other time. We look at the spirit of communism. Communism, if you take God out of a society, then government becomes the God. That is all that is going on. That's why the Constitution of the United States, what the United States has stood for for many, many years, for 250 odd years, that's why it is under such attack in regard to freedom. And of course, your nation was formed by the fact that people got on the Mayflower, other boats because of religious persecution. It is Ephesians 6. I make no apologies about this. It says we're, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. This is the biggest spiritual battle. And you're the song that opens up your show, right? Where it says, you know, mm -hmm. it's talking about the fact that there aren't, you know, where are the people on the battlefield? You know, let, let's just say it. it. This isn't a plug for your newspaper, but I know this. As in how many how many churches take your newspaper for argument's sake? Maybe not as many as should do, because they seem to be offended by what is actually in the newspaper, which is actually biblical truth. And that has the same over here, where things are watered 
down. And the enemy has been in the long game in regard to this. And we, I'm wearing this particular T-shirt of Don't Tread On Me deliberately. But the fact is, is that we have only woken up to so much of what is going on over the last 10 to 15 years. Well, um, to answer your question, how many uh, churches will accept our newspaper after, uh, well, it'll be 22 years uh, that we've been doing this. Tomorrow is our 22nd anniversary of publishing. Um, six, six newspaper, uh, six, six churches will actually allow our newspaper in, and that is uh, across the country. So, but, you know, people think that what we're talking about here, Mark, is conspiracy theory. They don't yeah. believe it. They think we're a bunch yeah. of right-wing wackos. But yeah. I would like to show you a couple of things, uh, Spencer, if you have the uh, the image there of the, uh, I don't even know what I called it, the percent of COVID-19 cases by recovery status. Now, this is right from the, uh, directly from the health um, department and um, we can pull that up there and show that. Okay, so we have now, this is in Wisconsin and you can go county by county, but I just did the whole state. Um, we have active cases, 1%. We have recovered people, 98%. And we have 1% who have died. That is directly from the uh, health department website. Now, uh, Spencer, if you can just show that uh, short one minute and 10 second clip from Joe Biden and watch this considering what you've just seen there, 98% recovered, 1% active cases right now. Um, let's, let's watch that video real quick. We've seen this week, just this week alone, there are, more doors, there are more doses of vaccine available for seniors this week than any week thus far. So seniors, please, if you've not gotten your shot yet, get it this week. Get it. Second, I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor, and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And businesses require masks as well. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, risk more cases and more deaths, deaths. Look, as I do my part to accelerate the vaccine distribution and vaccinations, I now need is not the time to let down. Now is not the time to celebrate. It is time to do what we do best as a country, our duty, our jobs, take care of one another and fight this to the finish. We can and will do this, but don't let up now. Don't let up now. Thank you. Okay, but you can cut that. So that's that's what our leader is telling us, our, our so-called leader. Um, they just gotta keep it going. They just have to keep it going. Uh, absolutely and it's the same it's the same over here the same over here that we have to keep it going because this is about the world economic forum we remember i remember i always come back to this which is in in march 2020 celeste 
Balom did a, an interview with another friend of ours with L.A. Mazzuli. We all drew a breath because Celeste, with her experience of working with FEMA and all the rest, and, and she has suffered greatly for that um, in her personal life as well. Someone I admire. The key thing is that is that she then brought to us that that website. You know, you can't make any of this up, Rob. And the fact is, on this side of the pond, at one point, Boris Johnson was going for herd immunity. So here's the number one exhibit a if we were in a court case in regard to this whole scam here we go my friend kate shemineri on this side brought it to my attention march the 19th our government downgraded this coronavirus from a highly infectious disease to a not so highly infectious disease it was on maybe still is on a uk government website i downloaded it on the 23rd of march we went into lockdown to try to flatten the curve for two weeks. A year later, we're just about, God willing, to come out of a lockdown. Now, I would also, I'm going to throw this out. A lockdown is also a psychological um, attitude. In other words, for those of us that see through it, take your mask off, get on with your life as best you can. Because the lockdown is to actually lock us down psychologically where we do not actually get off our bottoms and push back and to live our lives. So Boris Johnson, Klaus Schwab, the industri fourth industrial revolution, the fact that we've had MPs, member of parliament vote yet again to continue this coronavirus act, to continue the legislation that means they think they can control the population of this country. A couple of weeks ago, there was a protest in London. 80,000 people, I believe, were on the streets, including friends of mine. And to encourage you, there were many Christians on those streets handing out tracts, saying the, the, the tracts depicted a time saying, you know, Jesus will be returning. Get yourself right with, with, with God. Also a tract in regard to 5G. This is not conspiracy. We are not making any of this up. It's the fact that the church has decided to walk away from its biblical mandate of preaching the gospel. And as Hosea 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. And that's exactly what is going on, because they all think it's going to be kumbaya. It's all going to be wonderful. We can go in there, sing various choruses and all the rest and not make an impact on society, which we're called to do. Where is, you know, onward Christian soldiers? Where's the fight? Where are people on the battlefield? Which is what the opening song of your show talks about. They're not there, quite simply. But we do have some people in our studio audience today. If uh, any of you would like to make comments, um, I'll give you an opportunity here. And uh, it's interesting, Mark, that you mentioned uh, Schwab. I have a uh, image. If uh, Spencer, you would throw up that uh, image of a couple of quotes from Bill Gates and I can't see it so you'll have to tell me when it's up okay uh, someone who can see it would would you like to read those for me there we go I can see it now so we have uh, Bill Gates who has been quoted as saying DNA COVID vaccines should give us extreme control over population worldwide and Klaus Schwab, uh, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, 
has said the COVID-19 outbreak is the first big step towards unprecedented control over mankind. So there's the agenda, folks. It's Rob, it is the agenda. And what gets me right is from that the it's out mouth. there. Yeah, it's out, absolutely. It's out there in plain sight. We talk about it and then people think we're being a bunch of conspiracy theorists, nutbags. We're not. All we are doing is speaking the truth. It's a bit like the fact that, please correct me, please correct me here. It's a bit like I think uh, when Dick Cheney, chairman, says, you know, that the people of Wisconsin never sussed out that I was a member of the uh, Council of Foreign Relations or the Trilateral uh, Committee, Trilateral Group. You know, he was the fact that he was part of worldwide government, worldwide government thinking. This is the whole point, the fact that people are being duped. You know, Gates there, why did he start the, the, the Gates Foundation after in 1998 was being prosecuted under antitrust laws in your country? Why is that? Klaus Schwab, whether it was last year or the year before or two years ago, you know, inviting the president of China to come and be uh, a speaker at the World Economic Forum. And we now know what China has been up to in regard to the WHO. The fact that Gates, I found out the other day, there's a fantastic whistleblower whose name has gone from me. But in 2009, she said that Bill Gates asked the WHO so that he could be recognized as a country so he could sit on the World Health Organization's, um, you know, planning committee, on their committee, as a country in his own right. I've never heard anything. All of this has been so mad. All of this has been hidden. The truth is there, but people are still denying it. And I suppose I have to say, from a Christian point of view, is it because, as Jesus said, you know, as God says, Jesus, God says, I will, I will blind you, I will hand you over to your own delusion. So in other words, we have got, and here's a couple of ticks for me. We as a nation have spent, we spent four years up until last, uh, last uh, December the 12th, December the 12th, um, not last year, the year before, 2019, uh, we elected Boris Johnson in. Um, I thought I voted for him. I thought I was voting for someone who's going to lead us out of the EU and all the rest. And then I missed a trick, didn't I? In September, he made a speech at the United Nations when he was prime minister. And there he was talking about nanoparticles, smart cities, um, criticizing anti-vaxxers. Well, that includes me, especially in regard to this. So I couldn't believe it. I fell for all that. I thought he was making a speech late at night. There's supposed to be a laugh. It wasn't. We spent four years fighting our own government to leave the EU. And after all that's going on, what's the point of that? You know, oh, we've voted to leave the EU. Now we're in global tyranny. Now we've got people like Nigel Farage backing the jab. Now we've got uh, um, Tice, who's uh, part of the uh, particular uh, political party that he set up after the UK, Independence Party, supporting the, the jab as well. Just to say, we should not be calling them vaccinations. These are gene therapy of experiment, experimentation, mRNA changing your DNA. And over here on the government website, there is lists of the effects of these vaccines on, on people. And those, um, they're hard to report, but they are there. AstraZeneca, you know, they're withdrawing that vaccine around the world. Even the Oxford vaccine they've been talking about over here, withdrawing that to certain groups. 
Johnson and Johnson, the effects that that is producing on people. And people are going, oh, I need to go and have my vaccine, as you alluded to in an earlier conversation we had, where people are saying, oh, I need to go on holiday and all the rest. So in other words, they are pushing the Nuremberg Code, the Nuremberg Code founded in 1947, after the Second World War, that says that you, you, you can uh, refuse, you do not have to have anything mandated put in your body unless it's given, unless you have consented to do so. Our government over here under Michael Gove, under Hancock, under Johnson, under Witty and Balance, all these people need to be in jail as far as I'm concerned, are doing whatever they can to get around that, starting to think about that, where they will make it mandatory for people to have vaccines in the, in the care home industry, um, pushing that within medical nurses, doctors, etc. There are many, many nurses and medical people over here that will refuse that. Now, finally, in a sense, right now, we have to educate ourselves the whole thing of how Big Pharma, their involvement in regard to Spanish flu, the fact that it was the vaccines injecting things in people, that's why various things spread, plus it's the spread of new technology and the link between that and, and electricity and how that affects us as our body, Arthur Furstenberg, who wrote the book, The Invisible Rainbow, is an expert on all of that. But it's this whole thing of how Big Pharma has taken over, right? We have the incredible, uh, that brave woman, Brandy Vaughan, who I believe was murdered, sadly. She used to work for Merck. She was exposing what's happened. You look at over there in the United States, when a young baby was born a number of years ago, you would have five injections. Now it's down to 23. People laugh at us when we say about what's sprayed in the atmosphere, what is in the food, what is in the water. It's toxins. The reason why you are ill or the reason why you get a cold or a flu is because it's your body throwing out all of these toxins. And we don't need these vaccines. The best resistance you have or the best thing for, for good health is your body is having a good immune system. I am not a medical expert. I listen to people. I have friends who are. And of course, this is turning everything in the, on its head because you as a nation, when you people were leading, fighting, you know, pushing forward for the frontier and pushing forward and going west, you didn't have doctors with you. You were looking at homeopathic medicine, etc. How could you heal yourself? Or more importantly, as committed Christians, praying to God, etc., for protection. It isn't about being irresponsible. But it's this whole thing of terrain v. germ theory. And germ theory is the thing that has hoodwinked everybody, including myself in the past, of how we're brought up within our sort of national health service and all this kind of thing. So we have to we have to educate our stuff about that and they've managed to hoodwink people we've never seen such a propaganda through the media that on both sides of the pond is so off the charts rob and that clip of biden who sadly you know needs to be in a home for dementia and it's it's actually abuse of that particular man that, that in my opinion that the democrats are doing you know coming up oh we'll take the vaccine we're pushing these vaccines it's sad that people are going along with this because by doing that they're going to become according to people like Dolores Carhill etc they're going to become super spreaders of whatever and this is deeply 
deeply worrying and then we're going to see the divide between those people that had a vaccine those people that have had not and that is happening within the church even yesterday i had a discussion with a friend of mine i discovered that his wife has had the vaccine these people i thought are supposed to be christians and educated i am shocked and very very saddened well um I have been encouraged in the last couple of weeks because I'm seeing more and more people in my area not wearing a mask. Um, I don't know how I noticed it, but all of a sudden, you know, usually I'm the only one standing in a line uh, without a mask, but uh, lately there's been maybe two or three more. So they're, they're, they're starting it up again. They're, they're bringing on another strain. They're, they're pushing the vaccines and, and and so they will not let it end. People were saying, well, once you know November third election is over, uh, we'll just watch COVID's going to go away uh, overnight. No, it's not. It's here to stay, folks. Um, I have no doubt that um, uh, Johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine right now, coming up with a new strain to unleash, and uh, you know. People are going to be sick. You mentioned uh, AstraZeneca uh, and the vaccine in, in Europe. So far, 19 European countries and uh, Thailand have suspended the use of their vaccine, um, despite concerns about data mishandling and two independent investigations finding a mechanism of harm. The World Health Organization and the European Medicines Agency are saying the AstraZeneca vaccine is good to go and urged countries to keep using it. So far, there have been nearly 4,000 people dead in Europe and more than 162,000 injuries directly, directly related to these vaccines. Yeah. So just another little bit of info. We need to take a break um, for two minutes. Um, after that, I would like to uh, show you something that is going to startle you. Spencer, our uh, producer, if you can get the... Um, yeah, the video ready from True News. Uh, I'd like to show that when we come back from our break. And also, people in our studio audience, I want to acknowledge Kathleen and Harry and Hadassah and uh, James and Donna. If you have any questions or you'd like to say something or participate, right after the break, we'll come to you. So let's uh, hear from our sponsors. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Start. 
Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. Tired of bad news? Do the teenagers in your life need a break from social media and mind-numbing entertainment? Wouldn't it be great to inspire them to connect with God and others and to live outside their phones? The Off the Itinerary series by M. Liz Boyle does just that, and reviewers love the blend of adventure and Christian themes. Readers enjoy the action-packed stories and relatable characters. Go to mlizboyle.com for discussion guides and purchase links. And welcome back, uh, WCN-TV, for March 31st, 2021. Um, we have our studio audience today, and uh, James would like to... Uh, uh, make a comment. James, welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. You finally made me feel guilty enough to join the studio <laughs> audience. Uh, hey, Mark. Um, for the United States, George Soros has been the proverbial boogeyman, if you will. But who is Klaus Schwab? And where did he come from? That's one question. You said there were 80,000 uh, protesters in London pushing back. Um, would you say that more are catching on and starting to push back? And then in all of Europe, are you seeing the same thing happen? James, hi. Thank you for your question, trying to answer that. So first of all, who is George Soros, of course? George Soros, there's another, it's very interesting. George Soros has over here a, a, as a gentleman called Lord, Lord Mark Malik Brown. Lord Mark Malik Brown is connected with Open Society. He was also connected with the, uh, with the Smartomatic company that the software went into the Dominion voting machines. So we have our few, we have a number of globalist shills and he is Lord Mark Malik Brown. So he sits in the House of Lords a good friend of, uh, of, uh, of Gordon Brown, a previous prime minister of ours, and I'm, I'm sure of Tony Blair. So the, we have those links with, with Soros. Um, in regard to, yes, there was a protest a few weeks ago. A friend of mine was there. Um, there's another one in a few weeks' time. Um, there was about, the assessment is about 80,000 people on the streets making their viewpoint. There are protests in other European countries. There are protests in France, Germany, Holland, etc. Those protests are not reported on the mainstream. The, the Bias Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, has swallowed the whole, the whole aspect, is, is a, as far as I'm concerned, is a propaganda arm of, of the government and is all part of this. Uh, the BBC, we if you want to watch live television, you have to buy a television license the bbc basically is is run through taxation um i don't have a television license um so i'll just say that the um 
there is there is when you say about people waking up james what is really really sad is that but it's good on the one hand i find more people waking up outside the the church than actually inside the church people are waking up i know for various people there's a load of you know new age stuff and all the rest but people are waking up outside the church if if people are awake inside church um maybe i might know who they are and that's rather a bit of a maybe an odd thing to say when there's a 68 million population in this country and whatever say say a million people or just under that go to church for argument's sake um so that's my sadness which is there aren't enough people that are waking up but on the other hand praise god that a lot of non-christians are but the fact is we've got to our challenges is to lead to lead them to a faith in christ does that answer any of your question james Yes, but my first thing wasn't necessarily about George Soros. It was about Klaus Schwab. Right, well, Klaus Schwab, I do apologize. Klaus Schwab then set up the World Economic Forum, I believe, in 1971. Now, where did he come from before then? I'm not fully sure whether he is some kind of bureaucrat. And it's the whole thing of, you know, the spinning door syndrome where people may start off in a particular it's like van der Lees, who is head of the european of the european commission or the european of the eu uh, she's uh, discredited i think just defense minister in germany and all the rest but klaus schwab i'm not fully i'm not fully sure um whether there's links between him and bilderberg and all the rest what we do know is that these people like schwab are in the shadows that's why when that interview between Celeste and LA, that's why it was so shocking because of the of their of their planning. We know, as you know, I'm sure that Rockefeller wrote Project Lockstep in 2010. All of this is flagged in advance, a bit like, you know, we're going to use global warming as a form of control. Um, James, you've now prompted me to go off and find out uh, who is this guy? And where has he's actually come from? But we do know that he's written a book called The Fourth Industrial uh, Revolution. And the Fourth Industrial Revolution book on the UK government website, care of uh, uh, Matt Hancock, who's now our health minister. Before that, he was our minister of digital media. He quotes Klaus Schwab. He's been seen with Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is his mate. I've, I've even bought, bought the book. So he seems to have uh, James, too much of an influence like the Bilderberg Group. It is a global government group of that. There is no doubt. Well, he is the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, yeah. which is the organization that is behind the Great Reset, the Great Financial yeah. Reset. I did a, a radio commentary on that some time ago, so I can get you that information if you email me, uh, James. Uh, Harry, um, has a question or a comment. Just before you came on, we were watching a, a video that was within a week old. You know, the comment was made, it was just before the election in Israel last week. Uh, it was an interview of a woman that had been in Israel for 24 years. And she was explaining what was happening there with the all but physically forced, not quite physically forced, 
mandate that you, you agree and you wear a, a wristband or an ankle bracelet allows you to access the information. A comment that she made that really wanted to ask you about. She said that there is a, a contract that they saw a redacted version of between Pfizer and Israel, where there's some type of, of uh, penalty clause if Israel does not perform whatever was in this contract. And that she's claiming that that's why Israel is pushing so hard to get people to vaccinate that they've got some kind of agreement with Pfizer that they must meet. Do you know anything about it? I don't, I don't know anything know. about that in particular, but I, I need us to get to this video, um, which may partially explain uh, and answer to your question. Um, if we can show that video from True News, um, this is about a global pandemic treaty. And I, I urge you to listen carefully to this, watch this carefully. Um, I don't know, Mark, if you had a chance to watch it, but we're going to only show the first seven minutes and 23 seconds, um, but there's a lot more to it, but you can find it online. Uh, let's look at that quick before we run out of time here. for Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. I'm Edward Zoll. World leaders from Europe to Asia have called for a World War II-style COVID accord to achieve salvation from the pandemic. In a letter signed by 24 leaders and the director of the WHO, the proposed treaty would establish a global system to govern how to restrict freedoms, implement lockdowns, and enforce vaccinations. Joining me to plunge into this story and more our True News founder, Rick Walls, and Doc Burkhart. Edward. Hey, Edward. Well, here we are. We're now talking about a global COVID treaty. We warned about this months ago. They've now finally got together, and they propose that it's based on the WHO's constitution. Yes, they're going to institutionalize lockdowns, mandatory mask mandates. Social distancing. Social distancing. It's going to become a treaty signed by many nations. We had today, I think, t the leaders of 23 nations signed the letter. And of course, there will be many more by the time this thing is, is ratified. Uh, but where they're going is uh, establishing a written legal treaty that will obligate nations right. to um, meet certain um, uh, protocols standards. To, to standards to implement uh, specific restrictions because the politicians in various countries will, will tell their people, uh, we don't like doing this, but we're we in a treaty. We signed a treaty. We we're in a treaty. treaty. Yeah. Uh, the, president, the president before me signed a treaty. The prime minister before me signed that treaty. I didn't do it. He did it. And she we, did and it. we're part of a global community now. Yes. And when we, we, we make a commitment, we've got to stick with That's it. That's right. So, so that, if this treaty is ratified by most of the nations in the world, you've got to think about five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 
what they will be able to implement worldwide instantly because they'll simply announce. Now, we have few details on this this treaty. You know, obviously they haven't released the, the actual wording. But the fact that it comes from the World Health Organization. And they're comparing it to a World War II structure. Yes, like it's yes. global, it's alliance against a, an Axis power. In this case, COVID or a disease is the enemy. Or maybe the enemy is, are those they would consider to be obstructing the pandemic lockdowns in right. the world. So you, so you hit it. They're, they're referring to World War II, which means that they're going to codify into this treaty war power acts. Mm, right. You're going to have war powers against future pen, future um, viruses, and uh, the terminology will be warlike. It'll be state of war, state of emergency, and certain things will go into effect the moment the World Health Organization declares a pandemic. Every nation that is a signatory to this proposed treaty will be obligated to implement the terms of the treaty. If the World Health Organization is the driving force of this treaty, I guarantee to you right now, I know the identity of two other people and forces that are involved, China and Bill Gates. Yes, yes. Bill Gates supplies about one fourth of the of the funding to the World Health Organization. And Dr. Tedros is a communist who answers to Beijing. Yes, so you just named the top two funders to the WHO, and it's, it's really uh, influenced how the WHO has responded to coronavirus over the last year. They refused to address the concerns that it came from a bioweapons lab in Wuhan. Actually, this week, Rick, the WHO is the author of the rebuttal to any claim yes. in that, so they're saying it's absolutely likely. They always have to put likely in there. came from an animal, came from a bat. Yes, inside the lab. Yes. <laughs> we agree on that part. But the bat was inside the Wuhan lab. And it was funded by the NIH because Dr. Fauci is up to his ears in complicity in the study of, of coronavirus and bats. And nobody in this country has had the backbone to challenge Fauci and demand accountability from him. We know that as in all treaties, and especially treaties that came out of World War II, that there were global standards that were set. You know, there were like the U.S. monetary policy mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, standards of travel, things like that. As we move forward, are we likely to see standards being set up for things like, you know, maybe a global vaccine passport of some kind? Sure. What, what the World Health Organization's going to become out of this treaty is the Global Department of Health. It's going oh, to become a government, a global government agency. Oh, you got to know they're, they're licking their chops for that, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Rick, we showed uh, on the program a couple weeks ago an example of one of these COVID passports, the vaccine passport. I believe it was the EU's. That was the model that ties directly into a pharmacy. That's the COVID passport that will tie into the local Walgreens or whatever you have in Spain or other countries around the world. And it is that pharmacy that reports on your status to the world. I believe it's the, the passport that's tied in with the airlines. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yes. Yes. So that passport, if we're getting this model, they are now finding a way to get, to get it down to the local level using corporations to enforce 
the fascism on. That's right. The, corp the corporations are the driving force on the on the immunity passports, not the governments. Right. The corporations are are pushing forward, saying we will we will organize it, we will fund it, we will create the the passport, and we'll just present it to the governments to say it's done, it's finished. Right. And the governments will just nod and say, okay, let's let's go with it. Um, but we now have global governance by corporations uh, working hand-in-hand hand with communist China to implement a new world order, mm. which is a, a blend of communism, fascism, different isms. <laughs> and it's creating an ism that the world has never seen before. A global system of tyranny. Okay, we can stop it there. Thanks, Spencer. Mark, your comments. Well, I think the ism is stupidism because people are not uh, paying attention to what is going on. The comments are um, commenting on that particular segment from what uh, Rick Wiles is saying, predicted. All of this was planned. All of this is planned under, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 30, but Agenda 21, and here we are in the year 2021. This has been planned. Um, the fact that Boris, there's that picture of Johnson, Merkel, and Macron going for vaccine passports. The whole thing is it's just been talked about big pharma, pharmakia, right? We don't need the drugs. We don't need all that. We need to be, you know, we need clean air, clean food, etc and clean water and a different approach to this because we need to understand what the germ theory is about against terrain and all of this kind of thing um this is global tyranny this is control of that we've said this this is what this is about they are building a control grid system now let's just come back to it the person that was perceived to be in the way of this was you know Donald Trump, so they had to get rid of him. If you then look at when they put the picture of the Who, look at the uh, the motto of the Who. Look at that emblem of the Who. There's a snake involved. Let's discuss the Hippocratic Oath, where um, you know where uh, doctors are called to do no harm. Well, there's an unbelievable amount of harm going on. Thank you. World Health Organization there. Yes, there's a snake in the middle of it. Let's all wake up, everybody. So the Hippocratic Oath in regard to doctors are to do no harm to their patients. Remember, uh, what did I say earlier at the beginning of the show? You know, in 2019, Bill Gates asked to be recognized as a country so he could sit on the board of the World Health Organization. Tetros Dudar from Ethiopia at one point, he was a member of a, an organization that I believe in 1992, America declared as a terrorist organization. But because we've walked step by step to global, global tyranny, everyone likes all their goods from Walmart that are all made in China, the same over here. Then we don't have Walmart. Um, Walmart, I think, own a company called Asda. Um, we're facing the same. People have just, oh, we have all these cheap goods. We've made China the manufacturing hotbed of the world. We then have to go back to Henry Kissinger. We have to go back to um, the, uh, the fact that um, when China became 
you know, when there was the civil war that was fighting, that um, we were backing uh, Chan Chai Chek. We then uh, then changed our minds, and then Mao wins, and then the communists take over. Um, this has been planned for a long, long time. But what uh, what does really get me, Rob, is the fact that we do our homework. We can see it. I didn't ask for a one world government system. I didn't ask for Boris Johnson to hold a Gabby conference to bestow the delights in his eyes of, uh, of Bill Gates to meet him and all that. This is about a depopulation agenda. This is about wiping Christians off the face of the earth. This is about getting, getting rid of Christianity, true Christianity on the earth. And I'm not exaggerating. This is what is going on. This is what is unfolding. This is what you and I say, and we will not stop saying it until our last dying breath, period, because it's the truth. And until people wake up and see it, then sadly, they're going to go along with this. And as I said earlier, it's a, to James, it seems that I meet far more people outside the church who are awake than actually inside the church. And that is just so sad. Well, there's no question that um, so many are under a strong delusion and uh, they've chosen because they've chosen to believe the lie. Yeah. And um, even like my friend who is a, uh, a very serious churchgoer, but uh, had to go and get the, the, uh, the vaccine so that uh, she would be able to fly. So it's sad, but you know, I don't want this all to be doom and gloom. Uh, as true Christ followers, we do not need to fear what's yeah. coming. What's the worst they can do to us? And then what happens? So, you know, fear is used by tyrants to control people. Yeah. Don't fall for it. Do your own research. Follow shows like this and many other programs. And share these programs with as many people as you can. Try to get the information out to whoever will accept it. As Christians, we don't, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. We need to use that. So um, let me just give you a short list here. Remember in the 1960s, there was an oil crisis. In 10 years, there'd be no more oil. 1970s, the ice age was coming in 10 years. 1980s, the acid rain was going to destroy all our crops. 90s, the ozone layer was going to be destroyed in 10 years. In the 2000s, it was the ice flows were going to be disappearing. And then we had the year 2000 with Y2K, followed by anthrax, West Nile, SARS, the bird flu, E. coli, the financial crash of 2008, swine flu in 2009, the Mayan calendar ended in 2012, and yet we're still here. North Korea uh, was going to start the Third World War in 2013. Ebola was going to kill us in 2014. ISIS was going to get us in 2015. Zika in 2016. Global warming in 2018. 2019, it was going to be a CO2, too much CO2 in the atmosphere. Now, to, in 2020, they want us all wearing masks so we recirculate our own CO2. At least it won't be in the atmosphere. But... Uh, you know, it's it's crazy, folks. Don't be afraid. Trust the Lord. He's your Savior. He's, if, if he's not your Lord, he's not going to be your Savior. 
just so you know. Mark, the last word, we're down to less than a minute. Um, you said it brilliantly. People have to make their peace with God. They have to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And there is hope. The hope is, is that we take our belief, our, our faith seriously, and we get out on the streets, as your opening song, song says, and we occupy until Jesus returns, as our dear friend, Coach Dave Doublemeyer says virtually every day. <laughs> that is what we are going to do within all the different influences that we have. And I just want to say, please, I'm regularly in contact with friends, you, others on your side of the pond. We need to be supporting other, each other. We need to be using this techno technology to connect, to pray for each other. I know what isolation is like, as I know you do and other people at times. But we all are part of the remnant body. We are born for such a time as this. We have a role to play and we need to seek God and ask what that role is. And the number one priority, of course, is going out and preaching the good news of Jesus. Amen. That, that is our hope, Rob. And on the other hand, it is quite an unbelievably exciting time to be alive because we know that the return of Christ is getting so near because scripture lays it out. Well, it does. And there are those who can see this crystal clear. And there are on the other side, those who are completely blind and compliant. So, folks, we are out of time. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. You can now uh, relax and go have a spot of tea. Maybe some chamomile would be good for you today. <laughs> so, not, not that we're doing stereotypes, but you're right. No, no, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, folks. Thank you, uh, Harry and Hadassah and Kathleen and, and James and Donna. And uh, Mike Heath will be with you next week as I will be on the road. Thank you again, and God bless. Mm -hmm.